Hey everyone, welcome back to Edge of 20s podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, and welcome. Um, sorry that it's not Edge of 20s Tuesday today. I know that I released this a little bit later than I wanted to. I might be moving past um, just putting them out on Tuesdays for right now at least and just putting it out on like a day of the week because I feel like if I just conform to having it on Tuesdays, it just kind of stresses me out with everything that's going on right now. And I'm like, oh, like I have to get it out on Tuesday. But sometimes I can wait a little while and make more quality content. And even though it's like not always on a Tuesday, it's still good. So that's what I did. I could have released this on Tuesday, but I decided that I wanted to do more research for it and just put more into the episode when I had more free time. So here we are. So sorry that's not a 20s Tuesday, but you're at least still listening to Edge of 20s. I also have a few new listeners, so if you're new here, welcome. I'm so excited to have more listeners. You have no idea. But anyways, if you are new here, our podcast is based off of what life is like after you graduate in your 20s, um, from anything from moving to a new city, how to have a long-distance relationship, job-related content, and just self-care, taking care of yourself, and overall just improving your quality of life. And that's really what today's episode is based on, which is how to consume social media in a healthy way, because so many of us do that daily, and I think it's really important to take care of ourselves in that realm of our life. So if you're interested in any of that, stick around and listen to any previous episodes that have already come out. So I like to usually do what's called glows and goals before I get into the episode, and that's just me reflecting on my life, glows being what happened that's positive, and then goals what I need to be working on, and if someone comes on like a guest, they do their glows and goals too. So first glow is that I got a new job. Um, Some people know this, some people don't, most people do, but if you don't, I got a new job. I'm still a teacher. I was considering leaving teaching um, just because right now I'm having kind of a difficult time. I think any teacher really is having a difficult time if you were to speak to one, but I decided to give teaching another chance at a different school and I toured that school um, after I got the position. I interviewed actually first before I toured obviously And I went in and I thought that they would not want me because everybody there was so much older than me. But then the next day they reached out and offered me the position and I was so excited. And for some of you that also don't know, two years ago I was in between this school and my current school and I was looking forward to both of them. But my interview for this school actually got canceled because they had to fill the position with someone who was already in the county. So I never got to interview. But someone retired and I got to interview for that exact same position this year so it was kind of nice to just be able to have that opportunity even though it happened later so I got the job and they let me tour um at a half day a couple weeks back and everybody was so nice um so welcoming and even though I'm young they were just like so willing to help me and like I could tell you know just that they were very open-armed and ready to let me come into their school, which was such a nice feeling. And a bonus, there was a girl across the hall from me who's my same age. So that's super exciting. I hope we can be friends. And then my goals for this week are to just do some spring cleaning of my room, 
my classroom and then also digitally i have a lot of just like crap on my google drive <laughs> and i just want to get rid of some of that stuff like i feel like we never think about it but like that stuff piles up and like my phone oh my gosh never has storage never i have to put my photos on like an external drive or like google photos or something if anyone has tips for spring cleaning my devices please let me know i listened to a pod episode on already friends about doing that but yeah so digital cleaning spring cleaning all right on to the episode so this episode will feature tips on how to consume social media in a healthy way and by healthy way, I just mean in a way that benefits your mind and your overall well-being. I'm not going to be talking about like exercise or food or like the f- physical aspects. That's not what the episode is about. It's on just primarily consuming social media in a way that will benefit your mental health, essentially. And just keep you sane. <laughs> So to start off the episode, I did a little bit of research for this episode just because I feel like a lot of times we do know when we should be doing things, but I feel like when we back our reasoning with like studies and things like that, I know I'm more likely to do something if I know that it's been proven that I'm doing something that's bad for me. I'm like, hmm maybe I should make a change. So I spent a little bit of time this week looking at some sources to just kind of back some of the things that I'm saying. So part, I will, I will cite anything that I get from any website. Um, or some of this is just like my personal, what I do personally, my personal choices. So I will let you know when I read from like a source and versus when it's my opinion. So the first thing is I did read an excerpt from the book Social Welfare Policy and Administration by Dr. Vidyapti Gautam. I apologize, doctor, if I mispronounced your name. And there was a section on weird negative effects of social media on youth. That's literally the name of the section, which is amazing. And that section was written by Dr. Siwa Singh Bajwa. And it it essentially talks about the negative effects of social media. So the part that, that stood out to me said that, in, and I'm just going to quote this, in fact, another study found that social media use is linked to greater feelings of isolation. The team looked at how much people used 11 social media sites, including Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, Tumblr, I guess this was when Vine was around, Vine, Snapchat, and Reddit and correlated this with their perceived social isolation. Not surprisingly, it turned out that the more time people spent on these sites, the more socially isolated they perceive themselves to be, and perceived social isolation is one of the worst things for us. They also said that it they brought in the comparison factor, which is what I'll talk about next. Um, at times, they get isolated, And it is because they develop comparison factor in their minds. They're talking about the people. There is found to be a sort of competition among Facebook users for getting maximum possible likes. They talk about Facebook a little bit. But in my opinion, I I don't even think Facebook is the worst of them. But that comparison factor, we've all done it. Like anyone. I feel like it probably happens in females more than men. But you never know. I can't speak for you. So if I'm wrong, someone let me know. But my first tip is how to con- on how to consume social media in a way that's healthy is to remove that comparison factor. So how do we do that? Well, personally, for me, 
I will unfollow certain people that just don't serve me, you know, like by, and by that, I mean that their content doesn't serve me, not the person. So if I am, you know, constantly looking at this person's profile and, you know, maybe they posted a picture in like this amazing outfit and I'm like, I will never look like that. And that makes me sad. But in reality, there, there is nothing wrong with me. And that person's outfit was probably great. But, you know, if they're, and again, this is not against the person, but if I keep seeing that and I keep comparing myself, I might want to consider unfollowing that person. I think the same goes too for if you're following an influencer and like they're just really like fake, like not real and like you're struggling with that, like the fakeness of it, but perceiving it as like real and not being attainable, unfollow that person. Because really that content isn't serving you. You're looking at it and it's making you feel bad about yourself when in reality anything or everything about you, even if it's not the same as them, is not bad. You are yourself and like you're wonderful as yourself. I recently went to a dance class and the teacher said, she said, I know you're going to do the choreography. Don't dance like me. Dance like yourself, you know? And so I think a lot of times we get caught up. So if you're going to do that, I would recommend unfollowing the person. But sometimes this can, this can be controversial because maybe it's someone that you know like from childhood or growing up and you don't want to unfollow them. And I completely get that. Mute them. You can mute people on Facebook too, by the way. Literally mute them. Mute their stories um, if they don't post often. And I'm not sure if you can mute their posts on Instagram, but you probably can. Um, yeah, just mute them. I think you can mute them on Snapchat too. I, I've mute, I've muted someone's stories on Snapchat. I'm not going to say who, but <laughs> there is this person where like, I, I couldn't unfollow them because of like our association and I muted them on Instagram and um, Snapchat because I kept comparing myself and honestly, it was the best thing. My second tip with the comparison factor is to just start over and make a separate Instagram account. I had a friend that did this. Um, she literally deleted her Instagram account and made a new one. And she only followed accounts that like inspired her. And she said that it helped her a lot. And so if you're someone that necessarily can't part with your Instagram, maybe you've spent a lot of time like working on it, you could always just have that separate account, um, but limit the time that you spend on your old one. And I think that would just kind of help balance it. My um, next tip is for TikTok. This one is harder too, um, to do because they really do pick the content for you it's not necessarily that you're following people because on, on instagram unless it's like sponsored or like just pops up you can avoid the explore page but with tiktok i gave a little bit of the same tip tip which was to unfollow certain accounts that may trigger you i looked into this there's a button on the bottom if you press the share button on tiktok that it pops up and it, you can press not interested it has a broken heart picture but if you like don't want to see a video or like it is triggering you in some way press not interested and hopefully like, they will filter that out of your feed and then a long-term solution is to just delete the app forever or for at least a few weeks I mean, you can live without it for like a week, couple weeks. I know saying to delete it forever, like if you have like a social media addiction, you're probably going to be like, um, not sure I can do that. But you could at least try maybe like a week or a day, start small. Um, or just like if you don't want to delete it, find ways to manage it, right? Unfollowing the accounts, pressing the not interested button. Um, 
so my next like theme or the next like thing that I'm touching upon um moving on from the comparison factor is limiting screen time so one of the things that I think that we have seen the past couple of years especially with COVID and like us all having nothing to do is that we spent so much time on a screen so I tried to look into this and I saw a lot of articles that said that there was no perfect amount of screen time per day but then I saw other ones that said limit your screen time to no more than two hours per day outside of work. So I guess we could just follow that. Um, But yeah, I feel like that's pretty appropriate um, for your amount of screen time. So here is some stuff I also found online and then some tips I have to limit your screen time. So this was from a Time article. Um, You can look up screen time. I think I looked up screen, uh, screen time usage for adults recommended screen time usage for adults and then the time article popped up so it says a 2018 study from the university of pennsylvania found students who trimmed their use of social media to 30 minutes a day experienced significant improvements in well-being the goal is finding balance between screen-based and non-screen-based activities so i have a couple different ways to balance them but also how to limit your time And also, I'm not perfect at this, but I'm trying, I'm working at it. And I think as long as you, you know, you try to work at it, you're going to have days where you're just going to binge social media. Like, it's going to happen. Don't get mad at yourself for it. Just tell yourself to do better the next day. It's okay. We all have it happen. So, one way that we can limit our screen time is through setting limits on certain apps um, on your phone or on your computer. So, what I like to do for Instagram and TikTok are like my worst vices. Facebook I'm fine with. I don't have a Twitter personally. I've never had one. If I want to search things up, I just go on Twitter search. Um, but I just never had a Twitter, so that's not a problem. But those are my two biggest ones. So I have a lot of issues actually with Instagram, I think, more than TikTok. Um, so Instagram, I usually just spend a lot of time on there looking at stuff whatnot so I set my screen time on the app to 30 minutes a day you can go in the settings and do that and what it does is once I've consumed about 30 minutes of social media on Instagram it pops up and lets me know that I've done 30 minutes and I can click out of it and keep going or I can close my app so usually me being honest it pops up and I click out of it I look around for like a minute or two more and then I close it but I think it just kind of brings that awareness of oh my gosh it's really been 30 minutes okay I should probably get off of it now and if you do go on after that it will pop up again later so it just kind of like reminds you another one is you can go on TikTok I just did it for myself actually and you go into the settings which hold on let me just grab my phone real quick okay so you go into the settings and you're going to want to go ahead and click on what's called digital well-being it has a picture of an umbrella for some reason i don't know why and you press daily screen time and i put mine to 40 minutes they have longer options but 40 was the shortest for some reason and then you have to put in a passcode and it will pop up and you have to put in the passcode when it pops up on tiktok so definitely options to help yourself they do have those on the app and i found the instagram one um quite helpful 
Um, another option, if you are going on social media and you're trying to like do work for school or maybe if you just have problems at work, I don't know. Um, I used to use cold turkey blocker a lot. It's literally called cold turkey blocker <laughs> um, on my computer a lot for productivity. And it would just keep me from going on social media when I would get bored. Um, it was really helpful. And what it does is it, like you put in certain times that you don't want to go on certain websites like Facebook or whatever. Or like maybe if you're shopping on one site a bunch, you can put on there the amount of time that you want it blocked for and then it will block those sites and you can't get on them on your computer. Now you may be saying, well, I could just pick up my phone or my tablet or whatever and still go on it. I mean, I hope you don't, but there's also this um, application called Freedom and I believe that one helps you with blocking your apps as well. So maybe if you have the issue where you like you go on your phone or your tablet, you could block it on there too. So that's kind of like extreme, but I mean, hey, sometimes we just need it. Like I, I needed that during school sometimes and it worked. And then just ditching your phone <laughs> around bedtime, particularly we had talked about in a different episode, putting it into another room entirely. If you're charging it, I use it for an alarm, so I can't. So I really have to like, just be mindful of like putting it down and I think a good alternative, like a swap for phone around bedtime is reading. I read on my Kindle a lot and there's this app called Libby where you can really easily download like books onto there so easily through your library. It's a really nice app. Like I feel like most library apps are just like outdated and like kind of like crusty, but this one like is really great. My coworker told me about it and then my um, Kevin's mom told me about it too and it is so nice. So definitely consider Libby. They also have audiobooks on there. And then my fourth tip is my, my favorite tip, like why I made this episode, honestly, is use it to find opportunities. Oh my gosh, all the opportunities that I, especially with my dance training that I have found have been almost entirely through Instagram. Honestly, if you just deleted your personal account and made an account specifically for your interest in your hobbies like near you you would be set because it is so amazing to find opportunities so usually what I do is I will follow pages and people that partake in the interests that I have near me so for example I am really interested in becoming a professional dancer or cheerleader one of the two um and I have found a lot of opportunities from following professional dancers when I was in college that I knew people that choreographed for us whatever and then they would share stuff on their stories and I would see different accounts that I would then later follow so I found this this dance company called Ava Dance Company it's in Arlington Virginia um, it's super great I f found them through a person that I followed and then I followed their company page and then now I take their classes um, similarly, I found another studio called Born to Dance in Vienna through another person who was an aspiring pro cheerleader that she posted on her story. So a lot of people that are taking part in the interests that you have will post either places or pages on their stories. You follow them. And then if it's something like an activity like a dance class, you can start going to those in person. And it's been really great. Um, so I found Ava through that, Born to Dance. I found, well, Christy we worked with when I was on Maryland Dance Team, but one of my friends, 
you know, she posted about doing a workout with Christy, which I remembered, and then later, like, you know, looked at her page, followed her page, and then connected with her, and now I do her workouts every week. And then another good example is um, Ellie, Ellie Shepley, who I do her small group training for dance. Um, I follow her page, and I literally attended an in-person workshop for her. So all those opportunities I found by following people and following pages that they posted about. Another way to find opportunities is to follow the sub pages that are recommended when you follow an account. So I found like other smaller opportunities through following certain pages. So for example, I found like a whole online dance library that was recommended to me and I saw in the stories of a couple other pro dancers called Making Moves and just has like choreography on there and I started using that and then I also found this other woman too um, who does private personal training. She was a sub page that was recommended. So definitely biggest thing follow the pages and people that are in the interests that you're interested in near you because that will lead you to just keep going down that rabbit hole. And a lot of times we think, okay, I'm going down the rabbit hole. I keep looking at these pages. It's not good. But if you kind of shift that to going down a rabbit hole for your interests and things that will get you out of the house, then it helps you with that balance and gets you to those opportunities. And I feel like that's what social media was probably originally about. But then we all got lost in the sauce with comparing ourselves. So again, reframing it, go down that rabbit hole if you're looking for things that you're interested in because that will help you. And then also just utilize the save button on Instagram. So if you see an opportunity that you're interested in because they posted something and you don't want to screenshot it, just save it on there and you can go back. Um, I think you can even make folders on your saved pages on Instagram. And then last but not least, number five, use it to find activities and make friends. So I know I just said activities, but this is a little bit different. And I'm gonna, this part is a little bit veered off social media, but then it goes back. So for activities, and I heard this through another podcast, I heard this on the Artie Friends podcast, you can save places on Google Maps in areas that you would want to visit. So for example, let's say that you were in DC, or like you want to look up like coffee places in DC just so that when you're there you won't have to like look it up then and like waste time you can save them on your google maps and then when you're there you can pull it up and you can see if it's near you and then go to those places um so that like if you're traveling or somewhere else you already have a bunch of recommendations on your maps and you don't have to kind of search stuff up and wait um, they they brought up like trying to find a place for dinner and like you're all sitting there really hungry just looking up a spot to eat whereas you could have kind of went in beforehand and pre-saved it. So saving places on Google Maps. That's not social media but I thought it was important to add. And again credit to Artie Friends for that idea. And then my second thing which this might be obvious to some people but maybe not to some, is to join Facebook groups and find events in your area through Facebook. So I know a lot of times I'll just be on Facebook and it will be like, so-and-so is interested in this event and they live near me and it's an event near me, either in DC or Baltimore or somewhere like that. So you could, you know, look at that and see if you're interested in, I think on Facebook, there's literally an events tab 
Let me, hold on, let me pull this up real quick. Okay, so there is an events tab, and it, I think, I guess it must know where I live because there's a bunch of different um, stuff that is coming up, especially based on, like, people that I know that have the interest in it. So, you know, a bunch of different stuff that's popping up. So, again, use that events button on there to find the events and join Facebook groups, right? You could join, um, you know, groups for just your interests, right? Book, like, let's say that I wanted to join a book club in Baltimore. I could look up book clubs in Baltimore or art lessons or what whatever it is you're interested in. Foodies, you know, if you like to go and eat it out. Just look for those groups that will help you connect with other people. And I know it's definitely easier said than done. So maybe if you don't want to go alone, bring another friend of yours. Um, I heard Bumble BFF works wonders. So you could always maybe find an event on Facebook and then have a Bumble BFF friend date at an event that you found. It's worth trying. So those are all my tips for um, consuming healthy, consuming social media in a healthy way. Sorry. Um, I hope that they helped you and I hope to put a lot of these um, to the test as well. I've used a bunch of them, but there's always ways that I'm looking to improve. So I hope that these tips helped you and that you choose to use some of them in your daily life and feel free to DM us if you tried any or if they've just changed your life too. All right, everybody. Have a great week. Bye.